You're listening to Monster of the Week with Timothy from ProDM. We have a very special treat here today. We have a special guest. This is the first time we've actually been able to interview a monster uh, on the show. Uh, so I, uh, I'm not sure if I have your name correct. Could you? How, how would you pronounce that? Mythomatic. Uh, Mythomatic. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna like do a bit about you being a mind flare, and I love that you're just like, well, it's mythomatic. It's me. It's the oh, thing. oh, is it's that me, you can, know. All right. Uh, my name is Zlergrabble. <laughs> oh, wow, the train wreck. Zlergrabble. Uh, they all have names like that, yeah, right? They're yeah, all just they're like all these like these way overwrought slargloth or yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. They don't even speak. How do you? Yeah, I name. How do you make those? <laughs> Yeah, well, welcome, right. Sluggy Lara. Uh, <laughs> great! That's me! Awesome. And train. You can find the Mind Flayer on page 221 of the 5th edition Monster Manual. Uh, and you probably know about the Mind Flayer. This is one of the most iconic monsters in D&D. Um, it is a it's medium aberration. It's got sort of grayish purple skin uh, with the, famously with like a four tentacled squid for a head. It's got sort of psionic powers and it uh, has a penchant for eating brains. In 5th edition, there's a there's one of those it's one of those like spreads where they do a whole page full of lore. It's uh-huh. kind of like give you a lot of background on the mind flare and then there's sort of a stat block and a half. The mind, main mind flare is like a CR7 aberration as I said. It's got a big pile of skills and saving throws. Uh, I see magic resistance, a little bit of like innate psionics which they just do as different spells, and then three attacks. It's got your tentacle attack with a little stun ability and a grapple, and if it gets you with the tentacles, it can you know, extract your brain and devour it. Uh-huh. And then uh, it has the, the dreaded mind blast, which allows it to stun a bunch of people all at once. Um, they also have a little sidebar here. If you want to make like a mind flare wizard, which they call a mind flare arcanist, they have like a spell list you can add. But yeah, that's pretty much it. Myth, do you want to talk a little bit about like, you picked today's monster. Yeah. What is it about mind flares? Um, <laughs> little self plug here. My, my, my whole branding about my channel and my Twitch brand has always been not always been, but has been about mind flayers. And that sort of stems back to, I, I made a cool uh, t-shirt once and thought it was pretty cool. And then people were like, that's so cool. And that turned into my brand. Um, but I think it charts all the way back, like my mind flayer fascination uh, charts all the way back to, I think when I first started playing D&D back in 3.5, I think we we're playing Sunless Citadel. And for oh, some yeah. reason, the dungeon master, I don't think there is Mind flayers in no, because the Citadel is like yeah, level like yeah. one. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> oh like, dear. Yeah, and like it, this is and our our DM back then was uh, just it was TPK over and over. Like um, so, when it comes to people are like, oh no, you don't like I don't like my characters killed. Blah blah. blah. I'm just I was molded by it. Um, it yeah. was that was just how <laughs> right. it was. We would play Sunless Citadel. I made a cool character and then get destroyed by the troll priest. Oh my gosh, um, putting mind flayers in that at that right. Level, it was something like. it was something crazy like that. And I don't really remember <laughs> yeah. why. I think it was just sure. probably the DM was bored of us dying all the time. So right. I was like, let me just throw this. So we had like a, a special guest, like his friend came in to play with us 12 girls. Oh, cool. uh, and then he was uh he wasn't the mind flayer. He was just an NPC that then saw him the mind flayer. We were, of course, chaotic kids, so we we're like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna push pull down its hood or whatever. And then that's when the person got super scared and 
And then that's when I was like, what is this? What is this creature? Why are we so scared of this creature? The the DM explained like the wriggling face and and this, right. things like that. And of course, me uh, learning how to be a dungeon master at that time, flipping through the monster manual and seeing the one picture of the mind flayer crouched yes. over the drow with the um, yeah. with the skull cracked open. And I know which one you're yeah, talking yeah. about. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, me flipping through that and being like, oh, uh, right. And that was like, yeah, those are cool. I need to know more about these. Like trying to find ways to put mind flayers in every one of my games. It's always been like a sense, a thing like making deals with the mind flayer to try to blah, blah, blah. And like always, <sighs> yeah. yeah, that, that uh-huh. sort of thing. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome though. That's, yeah. I, yeah, I think they're a lot more fun and of, of like as NPCs than it's just as like standard monsters. Like oh, you can yeah. just run them as like, oh no, it's a boogeyman. But like right. the more you kind of lean into like, what is their agenda? What do they want? Maybe they yeah. would potentially work with you. You know, you might find common cause with this like completely alien thing. Yeah, yeah. this alien intelligent, highly intelligent, creature. highly intelligent. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it's a boogeyman to a lot of people. But sure. right. there's it. Yeah, it, like you said, it has a, it has an agenda that it's trying to do, mm-hmm. um, and it's desperate, and we'll get into that. So it's just, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, great. Okay. So yes, this is like this is deep stuff for you. I love yeah, that. I'm so happy uh-huh. to discuss this monster with you. Uh-huh. That's gonna be awesome. Uh, so you mentioned the lore. The first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna dive deep into the history of the Mind Flayer as it appears in Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah. I think technically. The Mind Flayer is the oldest monster that we have featured so far. Uh, I did my research. I believe this this is one of the few that is like legitimately like created by Gygax, inspired by. I looked this up. I think it's there's a there's an old sci-fi novel called The Burrowers Beneath uh, that has all these like tentacles like jutting out of the ground. I guess he cites that as like the original inspiration. Uh, Its first appearance in the game was in a newsletter, a TSR newsletter, which I never heard of until I looked this up, called Strategic Review, Volume One, Number One, 1975. So like. Very old, old school. Yeah, that's yeah, sweet. Absolutely. I didn't know it was that old. That's cool. Yeah, it's like from the beginning. They appear in first edition in the Monster Manual where they're described as being you know, greatly evil and they uh, consider the bulk of humanity as cattle to feed upon. Uh-huh. So it's still you know, pretty on brand even back uh-huh. then. They have tentacle attacks, mind blast. They have levitation. A domination, which they all have in fifth edition. They also have a power that in, uh, I've never played first, but in first edition they just describe as being called ESP. And like I have to assume okay. they mean telepathy, but it's just like the most seventies way to yeah. say telepathy is yep. ESP. There's also I'll, I'll link it in the show notes, but there is the art in the first edition monster manual is just some wacky far side, like very cartoonish shit. Like I'll I'll link it in the bottom, but you can see the, like the big wide eyes of the people mm-hmm. whose like brains are being eaten. It's like mm-hmm. very very goofy. And then in second edition, they expand the lore quite a bit because uh, first edition was still kind of pre underdark. Uh, second edition is where the term illithid first appears and they eventually end up publishing a supplement called the i think it's the illithiad so kind of like oh. the iliad right for illithids and it's just all about like i the need whole... that that's so yeah awesome. right i gotta go I'm it's so right cool now. yeah the illithiad um, <laughs> and it's full of lore and all kinds of stuff that really fleshed it out there's a lot of books like that from that era like the draconomicon comes from them yep. and the demonomicon and stuff and then in third and fourth oh, edition it, it 
And then third edition, fourth edition, like where you and I started back in 3.5, yep. it really kind of blew up. So that's where they really developed kind of the ecology around mm-hmm. the Mind Flayer and the idea of like the elder brain and the tadpoles and cranium rats and like all that stuff comes from there. I remember distinctly in 3.5, they introduced this concept. I think it's in like Monster Manual 2 or 3. So pretty apocryphal. They introduced this concept of like Thune, which they specifically describe as like this thing that all the Mind Flayers, you know, worship or follow, but nobody knows what it is. And I remember it blowing my mind as a kid reading this in the book where they specifically say, like, we are not going to tell you what Thune is. It's up to you to decide. It could be like a philosophy or an ancient god or like right. a, a hero, right? Like they say, like, it's actually important that your players never learn what Thune is because it makes it scarier. And like that just like okay. stuck in my brain as like that's the concept for these monsters is that yeah. like you cannot fathom them, right? Like you don't really uh-huh. understand what they're about. They're way beyond you. So yeah. that, that was really formative for me and my thinking about Mind Flayers. And the last little bit of history before we dive into discussing uh-huh. it uh, is I like to talk about how they kind of appear across different settings in sort of the published uh, worlds and stuff. And they're everywhere, right? They're, almost every setting has them. Yeah. But the biggest one is Spelljammer, which I've never played, but I... Let's I, play I, a Spelljammer game. You have? No, I'm saying you you and I. Let's play a Spelljammer oh, game. Oh, right now? I yeah, absolutely. So I would 100% so do yeah. it. <laughs> but in Spelljammer, they are, you know, these kind of like parasitic, like space sort of slavers, right? They they fly around the galaxy and they trade thralls and stuff. Yeah, they yeah. even, ugh, which is yucky, but they even like have bred their own like species that, that they can specifically eat the brains of in Spelljammer. So it's like, yeah, it's yeah. kind of, we'll talk about that in yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Right, there's some there's some baggage with the Mind Flayer. But the one thing I remember from Spelljammer being fucking sick as hell about them is they have these ships. They have the Dreadnought and they have the Nautiloid, which are Mm -hmm. these, like, space-faring ships that are organic and they, like, grow them. And they're, like, almost these, like, weird living creatures that they, you know, keep their uh, their thralls in. Yeah, Yeah, they're, like, crazy, like, flying fossils, right? Yeah. And they recently appeared uh, kind of famously in the video game, uh, Baldur's Gate 3, right? Yeah, Baldur's Gate 3, yeah. Yeah, it kind of came back to the fore, Uh which is cool. Cool uh to see. And that was... That I I am so excited for that game and they, yeah. but yeah I mean that's that's the history of the uh, of the mind flyer kind of in in brief I don't know if there's anything in there a myth that you uh, you knew or didn't know or are curious it seems like you're uh, interested in that Elithia Elithia right? just because I'm a fan of puns I'm I'm like yeah I need yeah. to look now <laughs> right because it's a pun about my favorite D and D monster yeah of course uh-huh. <laughs> yeah there was a um there's also what is it the the book the three point five there was um, one that was Lords of Madness. Lord of, Lords stuff. of Madness. That's Lords of one. Madness? Great. Yeah. yeah. There was another one I saw in my reading. Yeah. yeah I, I want, never read it. But. I want. I want. I want. It's mm. expensive, though, because it's a third edition book. Yeah, they're all out of print. Now they're kind of, yeah, they're out of print. And now they're, it's kind of getting uh, expensive. Um, right. So anybody out there listening to this, I'm looking <laughs> yeah. for a Hit him up. Right. Of We're looking Madness. for Lords of Madness. We'll trade. You might be able to find it on um, the DM Guild. A lot of that old stuff they've reprinted I want the hardcover. Oh, you want the book? Yeah, I, I want the I, I want the book. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, that's uh, the kind of the history of Mind Flare. Next, uh, we're going to talk about the positive things, the things that we like um, about the fifth edition Mind Flare. Mm-hmm. So as is custom, I have three things that I think are my favorite things about the Mind Flayer. I don't know, Myth, if you have prepared any statements or if you're just going to go off the cuff. Um, but it is <laughs> Prepare. <up> <laughs> Who does that? That's, that's all right. That's my job. You're just here to... Uh, <laughs> I'm just here. 
I enjoy you're just the ride. here to entertain, right? And to yep. be entertained. So my my first thing that I love just and this is either it could be about the lore, it could be about the mechanics, whatever it is. I love and this is obvious, this is the thing, but I love that they eat brains specifically. It's like so campy and so silly, oh, yeah. right? But it's also horrifying at the same time. It's just like very disgusting. Like you were talking about that image from, from yeah, 3.5 of yeah. them like cracking open the skull of the drow. Like it's this horribly visceral thing. Yeah, and we're going to get a piece of the art up on the screen for you all right now, right? Is that it's this in this audio podcast? Right? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're all looking at it. You're enjoying it. it. I was like, I had a moment of panic. I'm like, what? Oh, How am I going to do that? I'm like, go digging for the image. Yeah, no. But yeah, I might put it in the show notes because we've referenced it three or four times at this point now. But like, there's something cool about seeing a mind flare and instantly, like, you know what the danger is. Like, yeah. you're instantly like, oh, God, my brain. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. You know that it's you not just your brain. Yeah, yeah. it's not just going to kill you. It's not just going to take your stuff. Yeah. It's specifically there to eat your mind. Mm-hmm. There's something really great, I think, about the mind flare in that it is this this mix of, you know, legitimately kind of scary, like cosmic or eldritch or like almost like John Carpenter movie kind of stuff. But then yeah. also this like sort of silly, like 1950s sci-fi, uh-huh. like your brain, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's coming after my brain. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. I think that balance is really good. And it's I really enjoy good. The, the blending of those two. It's a cool blend of like the HP Lovecraft. Like it's like it's got those classic tropes that still make right. it like a timeless monster, which is also wonderful totally. because it's like that time cosmic timeless monster. What's cool about the the Mind Flayer, I think, in my the representation of it is yeah. HP Lovecraft sort of created the sort of seed and stem of the right. madness and tentacles and ancient yeah. alien type unfathomable depths of recesses of our mind and then uh, the 50s happen and then we have like alien scare and then Mm -hmm. the 70s happen and then they sort of mix both of those by making this uh this cool creature that we are fascinated with for 20 years or so and then in the 90s they they open up with more stuff about it um so it's kind of what's really cool and now this is what makes it sort of crack open a, a wacky weird wormhole of thought in my brain is the mind flayer and the like they're they're timeless in itself they're also timeless narratively because they yeah. sort of they're in every they're in every plane they're right. in every setting they're throughout mm-hmm. the multiverse because they're hiding so it's kind of cool even in our own real world they have totally. sort of weaseled there and like snuck into our psyche by being this scary weird yeah. uh, creature back from the classic days of of yore with with hp uh, lovecraft so it's kind of it's kind of a cool sort of embodies just our fear of multiverse and reality and, and, and right. insanity in this cool, wacky, weird, highly yeah, it's like it's like the narrative and the and the reality. Like you, you yeah. feel the age of the mind flare both kind of in fiction because you know they're this ancient, you yeah. know, spacefaring monster, but also that they like you know, oh, that's one of the monsters, yeah. capital M from D and D, right? Yeah. Like yeah, you kind of feel both of those things as uh-huh. a player and a character at the same time. That's a great point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't really think about that. That's awesome. Great. So uh, my second thing is I love the kind of aura of other creatures. Like we talked about this before, like the ecosystem mm-hmm. that kind of surrounds a mind flare. A mind yeah. flare is never just a mind flare. You know, there's always going to be tadpoles or intellect devourers yeah. or elder brains. Like it kind of comes with this little constellation of other cool monsters, right? Uh-huh. Like if you see one of them, it's like, oh, God, like uh, one yeah. cranium rat means that somewhere there's uh-huh. an actual illithid out there, right? But it, it kind of opens up this doorway of like, what are some other awesome stuff? But, like even in recent adventures, like I think it's Icewind Dale that brings up the idea of ceramorphs, which are like 
people that yes. sort of half turn but don't make it. So there's a little no mind flares. Like yeah. there's just all of these other monsters that come into play. So there's something kind of cool about when you open that door, it allows all these other adventure possibilities and monsters and stuff to kind of flow in. Yeah. Um, and what's wonderful about like these wacky weird combos and things of Ceramorph, right. it's, it, it doesn't, it says of course in the lore that it's limited yeah. to X, Y, and Z or some of these things, right? But what's really right. wonderful about being a dungeon master is you could just yeah. make stuff up. So you can make your own Ceramorph up. There were some that were like the the mind eating dragon, which is a Ceramorph, like a tadpole, <sighs> like a. So if so, oh. now we're going into wacky weird lore. I don't know if you explained yet. So um, no, the mind flayers by reproducing or how they reproduce, yeah. they, they 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 spew a bunch of eggs into a into a pool made with a bunch of dead uh, and remains of other illithids, and that like decomposing body is what. The illithid tadpoles are supposed to eat, and then once they're done with right. that, they start to eat, feed off each other until there's one left. Uh, when the tadpole is mature enough, then they take the tadpole and put it into a humanoid and or creature using that ceramorph style. Yeah. And then mixing right. and matching and doing like this gene splicing between baby tadpole illithid and whatever comes right. next. So these humanoids and this tadpole make mind flayers. There was dragons that people were adding these mind flayers, these little tadpoles oh to. That's oh, horror. I never, yeah. that thought never even occurred to me until yeah, now. Like that, what long, a terrifying. Ter- like long blind looking, <laughs> like uh, tentacles, scaly flying yeah. creature made of shadow and, and sanity. It's like, no, that's terrifying. Get me out yeah. of there. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the great things, too, I, I didn't think about as an influence. Like, you could kind of see, like, sort of a, a Ridley Scott, like, alien thing, right? Yeah. Like, their whole reproduction is, like, it ha- they're, they're parasitic. They have yeah. to be in a human, and they turn you into this from the inside out, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Which is also just a wonderful narrative to being like, why is our yeah. why is our NPC friend having really bad <laughs> migraines lately? Yeah, this bleeding is, from the eyes. Yeah, 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 bleeding from the eyes, having these horrible migraines. He doesn't seem like he's all there. And then, like, I don't yeah, know, next absolutely. time you show up to town, and you're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, it's such a squicky like and, and again the idea too that it's it's this slow process. It's not like, you know, if if you do have the misfortune of getting a tadpole in your ear as a player character, it's something that will take yeah days and weeks. It's yeah. not like, oh I'm dead. It's like what is wrong with me? Like what do I do? Yeah, it's yeah. perfect for that kind of dread. Yeah. Um, I, I love, love, I love it. What a well, now I want to play a character. I Right. I did that in fourth edition for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. All, all five of the players got they like made a bargain to try to escape, and they got these things put in them. Like, well, we'll get it. We'll get rid of them uh, as soon as we escape. <laughs> right, it's fine. It's so that we get our brains eaten, no. and so they like had to flee and like race somewhere yeah. to like get, get it out of my brain. Yeah, oh, um, it was like a race against the clock. Great. Yeah. Wow. Uh, great. Okay, so the last little positive point that I had about the fifth edition mind flare is a small one, but I think it's awesome. There's a little uh, paragraph here. Maybe this is like older lore, and I just couldn't mm-hmm. find it. But there's a sidebar here on page. Uh, 221, and it talks about how they have a, like, a written language oh, I was just about called Qualith. Yeah. Yeah, right? And I don't know if this is older or, or fifth edition or what, but I love it. It's like this mm-hmm. tentacle braille, right, that allows them to, like, read stuff with just their their, their four tentacles. Which I, is cool because it's, like, you know, it's accessibility a little bit, right? It's like, yeah. yeah, they use like a kind of braille thing, but it's also it's just something I'd never thought about, like why would they, you know, presumably they could just use regular writing, but I, it just, again, makes them feel a little bit different, a little bit like this is how they communicate. Yeah, um, I feel like in my mind, Qualif, I believe, Qualif? Qualif? Um, sure, but whatever, yeah. <laughs> no one knows. It's, it's not meant to be pronounced by a human yeah, tongue, quiet. so, yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. <laughs> I believe, in my, my mind, I feel like they just rub their tentacles like across it, like a record mm. needle would pick up the vibrations. Yeah. And I feel like they would probably do the same thing. It just like drags across and in their mind, they're piecing together these vibrations into whatever the sound is. So like to anybody else, they can't just like uh, humans and stuff. We don't have the ability to read it. 
it looks mm-hmm. cool and swirly and whatever because it's all tentacly like, but we don't yeah. have the um the we don't have the anatomy to be able to pick up and to in our oh, minds yeah. sort of read and hear the vibrations being plucked, you know? Right. Like right. Yeah. Was, it's like anat- anatomical, right? It's like yeah. they it's written specifically for their tender tendrils. Yeah. The, yeah, um, did you have any other things about the Bind Flayer that you, yeah, like, the, you want to talk about as it's the, um, the brain eating is always yes. like we are we are making fun of it saying it was like a kitschy thing, but it's super cool. Uh, what's really cool is uh, the, the Mind Flayers are on the run. Uh, they always sort of right. have been. Um, the Gith uh, somehow, and and what's really cool is there. It's not ever explained what the event was or how they did, but mm-hmm. the Gith uh, broke free from their grasp. Uh, of their like their enslavement and then started fighting right. back against these uh, these mind flayers. So they're on the run. They're constantly on the run. They're, mm-hmm. They got in their weird nautiloid shell looking spaceships and then they pierced through the, the phlogiston or whatever that is, the, the, the right. dark matter. They went and hid. So the, these mind flayers just scattered across the stars, the multiverse, mm-hmm. your game at home, homebrew games, Eberron, yeah, right. uh, Spelljammer. Like what's well, really cool about the... Um, about the mm-hmm. mind flare is it's in every system because can, right. canonically it's in every system because they yeah, are Yeah, it's hiding. an alien invader. Yeah, right? it's, it's specifically invader. from somewhere else. That's yeah. hiding. Uh-huh. It's not necessarily right. invading to take over the world. They're hiding and yeah. potentially trying to find their power again in their mm-hmm. own way, uh, which yeah, is super that's cool. so cool. So, I always um, forget about that. Yeah. Like framing. That yeah, they're, they're because they seem so powerful and so in control, but they're actually like they're kind terrified. of on the de- decline yeah, yeah. as a civilization. If that as the kind of like meta narrative that these are are as terrifying and predatory as they yeah. seem, they're actually kind of prey. Like they're, yeah. they're running and they're hiding and yeah. trying to find like a nook. So yeah, that's great. Their brain eating ability is so they can eat thoughts and so they can mm-hmm. learn about their environment. So like right. let's say one lands and, and starts preying on people nearby. I mean, the yeah. mind flare is trying to just read the locale and trying to pick up up on. It's like reading the newspaper for the yeah. uh, for the <laughs> right, mind exactly. flare, you know, getting getting up on current events. Yeah, right? like exactly. I ate a brain this morning and heard yeah, about the election. No, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, did you know that yeah. over in uh, <laughs> over in <laughs> the, the newspaper over in Sticky just... Pond they have a new mayor? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I, I, read, I read it off this guy's brainwave. <laughs> I, I drank it that this morning. So I wish they did more with the with the idea of eating a mind and what does that mm. give the mind flare and mm-hmm. stuff like that, right? They yeah. kind of hint at it, but as you say, it's like yeah. I feel like you could do a lot of cool story off of that of like you know they've they've gained information they they've eaten the brain of someone that the party knows then the yeah. mind flare knows all their secrets, right? Like right. stuff like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Great. Speaking of, let's maybe then transition over into uh, some stuff that we don't like as much about the fifth edition mind flare and how we could improve it. So the first one, I think this is the biggest one for me about the Mind Flayer in general, and it's actually perfect off of what you were just talking about, Myth, is that, like, baked into the premise of the Mind Flayer is this idea of them as, like, a slaver race. I personally find that I'm I'm trying to do what I can right now, which is a Dungeon Master, to try to take a lot of those kinds of, yeah. like, inherent slavery themes that are, like, baked into the old game and just, like, we don't need that I don't stuff. need them. So, I think they were great for like kind of body snatcher horror, right? And like a small scale of capturing people and like yep. implanting tadpoles and that stuff. Yep. But like a lot of the old lore talks about like in like there are five or six entire like species of creatures that were like just specifically like slave races. So yeah. we're talking about the Durgar and the, both versions of the GIF, Quagaths, Koatoa, like all kinds of them. And it's like, that's what, pretty what? yucky. We like, you know it. what I mean? 
we yeah. don't need that anymore. Like, I'm not saying they can't have ancient rivalries or whatever with the gif or all that kind of stuff. Right. But the idea of like, you know, it's potentially harmful material and like, we're here to play a game and like as cool as that, you know, might seem to you or I, there are people in the world for whom that's not really like just a cool concept, right? It's normalizing um, it and there's no reason. It's totally to, like, normalizing Yeah, and it's like it's yeah. no reason to. No. Yeah. So that's that's one that I it always kind of sticks in my brain whenever you get into the actual kind of old official mm-hmm. published lore of the Minecraft. Like, I love them on the run. I love them as these horrible space monsters. Yeah. But when you start talking about these broad empires of trading slaves back and forth, it's like. I try to de-emphasize that when I use them just because I, I find that sense to be a little... And that's an easy thing to de-emphasize because you have right. all this cool lore about them being on the run now. They don't, that totally. doesn't even need to be a part of the agenda at yeah. all, um, right. which is good. I mean, yeah, there's a whole sticky part of just the un, mm-hmm. unconsensual taking of mines and thralls right. and things like that. Yeah. And, that's, mm-hmm. and that's really hard to do, of course. Right. I would always try to lean away from that but yes when it comes to body snatching and things like that that is that is a cool right. thing you could still use with uh mind flares they can still be I terrifying so without yeah. a lot of this right. um and like even with what you said is you had that party of players who made right. a deal with a mind <laughs> they flare. made a deal yeah uh-huh. and like that's instead of uh mind flares just doing uh and taking people and throwing uh tadpoles in their eyeballs and and making them into right. things against their will I think mm-hmm. um, mind flayers are, I think they're more intelligent, uh, even right. in their lore, to just do that stuff. I think they would 100% yeah. try to manipulate into getting that deal. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're stuff. exactly right. There's something much more horrifying about the party agreeing to it or the yeah. mind flayer making such a compelling argument that it's yeah. like, maybe that would right now yeah. work, right? which is what happened before yeah. um, with my players. But like, I also think there's a big difference between like having there be NPCs who have been turned into thralls and having that happen to player characters because oh, right, like, there's nobody there at the table who's going to like, oh man, the innkeeper who was turned into like a drooling thrall, like... That's not taking any person's agency away, any yeah. player's agency, yeah. right? So, like, I think it's a good thing to have in the background. I don't mind it any more than I would, like, necessarily think that, like, you know, raising a body, like, raising a zombie right. is necessarily, right. like, inherently taking away someone's consent. But that, like, with player characters, yeah, there are more interesting things oh, you can do, right? Yeah. And it, it, it depends player to player. Some people like being charmed or, or possessed yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But you just don't know, right? And mm-hmm. that's something you got to deal with with your own individual party. Mm-hmm. So, it, my point is it can be a little icky. And yeah. some of that stuff. And then it's like the same thing with Dark Sun, too. Dark Sun is riddled with icky, icky content, but yep. it's a pretty cool yeah. system if you get rid mm-hmm. of the icky content. Um, right. And it's just, it's a wacky, weird theme that we that I see both in, right. like, you know, old school Dungeons and Dragons lore and also just, it just, it seems like the themes sort of are a, it's weird, a sort of kind of, is it weird? I don't know. Uh, but it, we're all sort of noticing it now that there yeah. is like this themeage that goes across and ripples across and umbrellas across a lot of these different settings. And it's mm-hmm. very, uh, it's very, it's, it's, it's icky. It's icky right. and it's, it's uncomfortable. So yeah, yeah it's troublesome mm-hmm. is a great, is a great word for it. Right. Um, so just know, like when you do your research on these characters and these, these background players that are your characters or your, uh, monsters or your themes or what their lore is. Just right. sort of also don't play all of the lore that you read as canon. Yeah. Because like, there mm-hmm. are some things that may need to be tailored uh, for your comfort or for your game's comfort. So all that out of the way, talking a little bit more about its mechanics, um, I feel like the Mind Flayer, for how big of a footprint it makes in the game and like how big of a creature it is, like mechanically, 
I think it could use a little bit more fun. Like, it's got a few psionic abilities, but my brain wants to give it a couple more, like, Levels. cool things it can do, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. Looking at it in 5th edition, it's like, it's either grabbing you with a tentacle, it's mind-blasting you, or it's dominating you. And, like, that's basically it. Yeah. Um, I started in 3rd edition, but I got I kind of cut my teeth in 4th. And in 4th edition, you know, say what you will, but there's each monster was really designed to be unique on the battlefield. And so I sometimes have a tendency to look at some of these 5th mm. edition monsters that are yeah. a little bit like, it's got a it's got multi-attack. But that's the whole monster, right? Yeah, Where it's like, well, that's not very fun to run. Like, give yeah. me some juice. So I, I don't know. I would maybe want to, like, maybe weaken Mind Blast a little bit and then rearrange and give it a couple more interesting things it could do with its with its telepathy or its, its ESP, yeah, as they would ESP. say in the 70s. Right, yeah. Yeah, when I look at it, the thing that I think bothers me out of the whole the stat block of the Mind Flayers is yeah, challenge yeah. rating 7. Right. Like, I feel like it would maybe be a challenge rating 12. You know, I feel like yeah. It's, yeah. if it's if it's that scary of a thing, um, right. like I feel around not... what else are we fighting at? Like at around level tw- uh, seven, the giant ape, the Oni, the shield guardian, stone giant, and then a couple of dragons. You know, there's like not a lot else going on yeah. at that weight class. But like the stone giant, you know, is literally what I said before. It's like it's multi attack. He just has a club and he throws rocks yeah, he at throws you. It. It's like yeah. it, it feels like the mind flayer isn't a weight class above that. You know, like, is a weight class be? above that. It should be. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I believe I it should so be. Too. Like, I think twelve is great. Like, yeah. aim a little higher, right? Yeah, aim a little um, higher. Because my players like... are always going to have like, you know, servitors and like creatures underneath them yeah. that you can fight on the way up to it. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. How do you have like a big scary boss in your campaign be a mind flayer if they're CR seven? Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I agree. Exactly. And a lot of people um, start like three to five, so it's like yeah, you're you exactly do, right. Yeah. You go out and fight some fight some goblins, and then you are like, and then you're like, right. all right, now we can go fight a. A mind flayer, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe the conceit is the elder brain is kind of meant to be your end boss, but like, I don't know. Like, I agree. I think they right. Then the elder brain that. should be in here. <laughs> if like, yeah, that's right. a great criticism. Like, where's <laughs> if, the elder brain? Yeah, yeah. If if there is if there is more to if they were going to make right. the mind flayer uh, a, a a smaller like a lighter weight class, like you said, around seven, right. Uh, then where's the rest of the variants of what we can do with the Illithid? Exactly. Yeah, I think they yeah. do them in Volos, but I honestly haven't oh, they do. read Volos. Yeah. But I, I do think they get kind of a, a thing in Volos. I don't know. Maybe the Elder Brain's in there. Maybe we're both speaking from ignorance. But, like, agree. Like, like, we're, we're talking have, about the Monster Manual have... the Monster Manual itself, not yeah. any other supplements. That is true. Uh, but I agree. I, I want them to have be Volos, cool. and I should. That's okay. Because uh, it has and then my... Illithid stuff in it. <laughs> it does have Illithid stuff. Um, I mean, it's no Illithiad. You know, let's be yeah, honest. Okay, yeah, I got to get that. Uh, and then lastly, my last little uh, criticism, and then we'll jump into like improvements, um, is that like uh, this has gone back and forth over the editions, but in fifth, they specifically um, they can speak like regular speech. And I think that's dumb. I kind of <laughs> think it'd be cooler if they just were telepathy only. Yep. Like they do not have the mouth parts to right. speak any other language. Right. Because yeah. why would you need to? You yeah. can you would only need to use telepathy yep. and you could talk to anyone and that's how it works right like any, yeah. anything that can speak a language you can communicate with so like yeah. get rid of speech no it's it has a circular it's... mouth like, yeah it's, it's it got a radula yeah, yeah. yeah. It, can't, it doesn't it can't have talk. it doesn't have a tongue right. it's just it has tentacles which are the tongue and then it right. devours yeah. your corrodes your brain and then slurps it up there's something so um, I played Warhammer when I was a kid too, mm, and mm-hmm. uh, there was something so scary about just the Necron lore because they didn't. The Necrons were the robots that were, were, sure. were uh, would rise up if you shot them down or whatever, but they were robots that didn't communicate to each other except through like electromagnetic waves, and that's terrifying. Right. Like out on the battlefield, fighting yeah. Yeah, a silent enemy is terrifying. So I feel like mm-hmm. the same sort of thing would apply here. Imagine yeah. being on board a Nautiloid. 
Yeah. Like the Ugh. crew's not talking to each other you and they can the, just like exclude you. Right. You just yeah. The gross, horrifying. slimy tentacles right. of this thing wriggling around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, so just get rid of it. It's cooler. It feels, it's like almost like a weird weakness. They can't really make noises, you know, like right. stuff like that. I don't know. I think that's cool. In my world, in my mind, in my head, Canada, yeah. they don't. Good, my campaign. Yeah. I agree. My, my, <laughs> right. They're that way too. Their mouse just doesn't work that way. Yeah. And it has been both. So it's like, I think you're well within your rights. It's like, well, this is kind of the older version of them where yeah. they can't, they can't talk. Great. Okay. So our last section then, before we, we wrap up, is All just right. uh, kind of taking those last little things we talked about and implementing them. How would we yeah. implement some of these ideas? So, I think s- describing seromorphosis in more detail in this book, uh-huh. like not even necessarily like mechanically, but just saying like, this is how it works. I feel like that will, that will spark a lot of ideas. Yeah. Just like, Ooh, how can I involve that in my game? Cause they don't talk about it really here at all. I don't think. No. Um, oh. Which is kind of a, a bummer, right? Uh, Cause it's such a cool part of their like ecology and their mm-hmm. uh, life cycle. So I would talk to me about seromorphosis in the book. Um, and, then, and then give me stats to create my own combination. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Like, oh, yeah. Or not even stats, but just like abilities being like, well, um, like choose three out of the f- seven of these abilities. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. And apply that to a minotaur. And then you have a Sarah right. Minotaur. A Minotaur. A, 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 a Minotaur. A, min- yeah, a Minotaur. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> a Minotaur. Yeah. How would you? I have no idea. Uh, a Miniflare. Yeah. Illithitar. Illithitar is pretty good. But yeah, right. Like that's uh, you're a three point five guy. You remember like three point five used to be crazy with like templates, right? Yeah. Like, hey, do you want to make this is a yeah. skeletal this or that? Like, you don't have to go that far, but something like that where it's like, hey, these are the this is how you would apply this to mm-hmm. any other established monster. Beautiful, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would, I would. We talked about this before. I would just broaden the suite of psionic abilities. Like, kick that CR up to twelve. Yeah. And really give them a whole bunch of stuff. I'd love to see like legendary stuff. actions. I would love to see some yeah. of that stuff in here. Yeah. Really make it feel like a boss, yeah. right? Not just a a, a mook. Like a, this Player guy feels action. like mid management, right? Like he's yeah. not he's not ruling the cosmos. He's just kind yeah, of you know muscle. punching a psionic muscle. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And then yeah, I would just say lastly, um, a lore rewrite, right? Like I love the alien invaders from another dimension. I love that they're on the run, but I would de-emphasize the slave stuff. I also would like to talk a little bit more in the lore about like why they. Well, again, kind of what you were saying before about like, why do they eat brains? What do they gain from brains? Yeah. You know, talk about the idea of them getting memories or, you know, do, do they prefer like in uh, more intelligent people? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or do they prefer like people with lower intelligence? You know, can they can they gain knowledge or spell slots or something from eating a wizard's brain? Yeah. Like, I feel like you could do a lot with I'd that. I love that. Right? And they just sweet. don't. There was a video I watched earlier today, too. And they were talking about how some some illithid they would track, it was weird. Like, this is also like a weird, icky. <laughs> Dude, this, this shit like, was weird. This is like a weird, icky one, but it's also like, oh, that's interesting and gross and scary. Um, yeah. Where they would track, <laughs> they would track like civilians that were in love and then they would, oh. and, and then they would see what love tasted like. Because, oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, that's so, oh. That's like, really fucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I love they, that. Yeah, though. because they want to, they, and like, then they would strike when they're most in love or, or like, right. when, and, and when they're, oh and because they, uh, and it's so like, uh, it's, it's like, that is, but that is great. Like, terrifying is like, they, they right. can like track down their prey like that and then be curious enough to do weird shit like that. And, and the like weird delicacy of it, thinking of that as like, ooh, you know, it's, it's that there's like more appetizing minds or the emotional states of certain minds. Like, do yeah. they like fear, you know, does, does like, uh, hope or courage like yeah. ruin it. Right. If it's like, Oh, you know, if you're defiant, then it's like, Ugh, it's which like, also helps bad, building right? that scary evil villain, villithid. Like that's something I would think about like personality right. traits or whatever it is. Totally. Like, uh, that you're thinking about when you're making your character or your character's flaws or things like that. When you're thinking about your right. NPC 
or yeah, your, yeah. your big bad. Like what is, what flavor of brain or emotion does this mm-hmm. illithid enjoy? And, right. and that's the, that's, those are the, that's the prey that they go after. They go after. Which yeah. And it gives you your agenda. Yeah. <laughs> what's his weird play? kink? Yeah. Yeah. yeah what's exactly. This, what's what? my player into? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's into hope. He likes hope. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, and it's just like, what is that? And what does that mean? And what does he do to get people? It's crazy. And it's so alien, right? Like, we yeah. the idea of, like, farming emotions in people, like, that way they taste better. It's, like, so uh, like, yeah. beautiful, it's, beautiful. And, yeah, it's it. not, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, I, I like it. I like, I like That's thinking great. on that, that cusp of, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you're just what? about to be squicked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, great. Well, on that note, on just about to be squicked out, I think we are done with our episode for <laughs> today. Right. Man. Thank you so much for coming and, and talking I'm to me about. I'm almost just squicked out. Uh, right. Yeah, thank you so uh, much yeah. for having me. This has of been course, a of lot course. Of fun. And, um, I, and there are tons of other monsters I'd love to talk to you about whenever yeah. you want to have me back. I'll have you back. Yeah, man, we'll do yeah. another one. That'd be that would be rad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. As for me, my name is Mythomatic on the internets uh, or Cord. Uh, if you want to be personal, I am a role player. Uh, voice actor and uh, streamer here on the nets. Follow me at twitch.tv slash mythomatic and see my yeah. cinematic immersive content and video games. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing a bunch of Red Dead stuff right now. That's and right. In the future, yeah. I'll be doing probably some Mortal Online 2 as well as uh, Star Citizen. Come by, check it out. I do also uh, do tabletop performing professionally. I'm over on table story right. usually throw out the uh the week doing different shows and such so probably anytime that you hear this there's probably a chance that i'm doing a show live in a current run but as of time of recording next week we will be starting uh my own world yes my own setting that i've been creating for the past 10 plus years so when it comes to me thinking and talking about mind flares or me <laughs> talking about 3.5 stuff it is just everything of my 12-year-old cord right. uh, has influenced this world, and I'm very excited. So a little quick and dirty about the world. It is a yeah. it's a, a world uh, where they, in a kingdom, which has outlawed magic. Uh, it is mm. called Spellwind, and the right. winds of the right. world are where uh, spells and magic come from. So like the weave in Forgotten Realms, there's like this web of magic and things like that. But in this world, there's a climate of this quantum oh, wind really cool. that blows through and people can utilize the wind to cast things. It's pretty right. cool. The whole world that of, sounds rad. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. The whole world of Hearth is a polarly locked world. So it's so mm. south is the hottest and north is the coldest. And anyway, there's a whole bunch of cool stuff and I'm Yeah, very but that's excited. great. Like yeah, it's, it's one of those worlds you can tell someone has spent their entire adult life yeah, building, right? Of, yeah. Like and that's what's so exciting about it. It's cool. Yeah, tune in to twitch.tv's table story. And uh, yeah. follow a table story on Twitter to just uh, check in on that. And uh, a little spicy uh, exclusive info for you all. Uh, there will be content releasing on Patreon, on a Patreon, oh. and also there may be a subclass in the future playable from Ooh. the world. Lovely. Uh, Dude, look at that. That's like an explosion of yeah, like, content. That's yeah, so cool, I'm super man. hyped about it. So thanks for having me. And uh, I hope hey, to see you course. all. Yeah. yeah, this has been it- great. Once again, a huge thank you to Mythomatic for coming and chatting with me about Mind Flayers. Follow him on Twitter and Twitch and check out Spellwind Wednesdays on twitch.tv slash tablestory. We'll be back next week with our regularly scheduled bees. It is finally time to talk about the Beholder. But until then, thanks for listening, wear a helmet, and happy adventuring.
Monster of the Week is a ProDM production. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at XPWebSeries. And if you like the show, please consider joining our Patreon campaign. For $1 a month, you get access not only to early episodes of this show, but also to brand new homebrew monsters every weekday. You can find us at patreon.com slash xpwebseries. That's the letters X, P, webseries. The music used in this episode was Rainbow Ride and Waves by Azure Flux, licensed under an attribution, non-commercial, share-alike, Creative Commons license. Check out their work at azureflux.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>